Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Ask me, ask Eliza anything. It's time to ask. Ask me all your questions. Leave them in the Instagram comment section. Leave them on your Twitter or leave them on your Facebook. We'll see them. Okay, so I have decided to hire a nutritionist. Um, oh, just because we're gonna have the baby, and yeah, of course I know what's healthy. I know how much sugars and stuff, but I don't know. I figure, why not get back in fighting shape as quickly as possible? Mm-hmm. And so she was like, "I just need you to write down what you eat, like for like three days." And I was mm-hmm. like, "Okay, no problem," but. It reads like a hamster went ballistic. <laughs> Can I just read you what I... Now, to be fair, and I feel like everyone makes this excuse, so I'm like, okay, this is obviously why people hire nutritionists. Uh-huh. I, Because everyone's like, well, we had an office party. Well, it was this. You know, it's like, well, life is filled with well, it was. So I'm just going to read you what I ate on Sunday. Ready? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Two bites of a mochi guava donut. I didn't like it. A bacon, egg, and cheese, and avocado on white bread, which was not my choice. I didn't know it was coming on white bread. One matcha latte, one Christmas icing cookie, half a veggie sandwich, a cup of white bean chicken soup, artichoke dip with pita, side salad with cranberry and cheese, some fruit, two Christmas cookies, sour patch watermelons. You're a grazer, though. I'm a big grazer. You know? Like, that's... You just eat... You eat 50 little different bits of things instead of, like, one full meal. I just think it's cute that it's like, and a few Christmas cookies, but only one had icing. That's not true. They Wait, all did. what did the others? Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I just, well, it's like I wrote Christmas, one Christmas icing cookie, and then I was like, I'm probably done for the day. And then I came back later and I had two more. And you just wrote cookie like you could, like you could lie to yourself. Yeah. Mm. And then it like devolves on Monday. It's like coffee, cereal. Bowl of pasta. Also, Noah's doing a cooking thing. So, like, I don't normally eat a bowl of pasta in the middle of the day. And then it's, like, Asian pear, pomegranate juice, three celery stalks, four blueberries. And then I just was like, I got to brush my teeth and stop. This is disgusting. Oh, I had a quesadilla. I got to write that down. Today? I had a quesadilla last night, and uh, it stayed with me. And uh, it was very hard. You should not eat past 8 o'clock if you're in your third trimester. It will sit in your throat. Is it worse or not as bad as that time you ate that pancake? Oh, that was so bad. What a just to wake up with pancake in your throat. Just to wake up like 
That's so sad. Well, do you know if she's going to tell you you can't graze? Like, do you think it's bad for you to eat a bunch of little things or is it better for you than eating three big meals? I don't know. Honestly, I'm kind of dreading doing this because I'm like, what's she going to really tell me that I don't know? I know blueberries have like a low glycemic index and I know everything's killing you. So what are we doing here? Did I make a mistake? We'll yeah. see. I don't know how you just ate four blueberries. I, You know what? Because I picked up a handful, which was like four, and I ate them and they were mealy. And I was like, I can't continue down this path. A blueberry really is only good one out of five times, but when it is, it's great. Like a shishito pepper. And I'll tell you what, I love a blue, but I put them in my cereal. But if they're mealy, you can't do mealy fruit. I also eat a lot of Asian pears. And you know what's weird about an Asian pear? Secret Asian pear. Is that they get sour toward the middle. Very weird. Uh, well, that's what you share with Tianfu. I feel like you're always eating one with her. Mm-hmm. She's a liquor. Anyways, I'm hiring that nutritionist. Don't ask me about it. Don't ask for recommendations. I'm just trying to be a person who has the baby and then gives myself a fighting shot. I'd also like to look a little bit better than I did before the baby, so I'm also going to do a trainer. Because if we're filming stuff this year, I want to I be ready. Like me and every other black football coach ever said, stay ready and got to get ready. <laughs> uh, is the trainer coming to your house? When they do, yeah. Yeah, that to me... Uh-huh works. You can work out in your driveway. You don't need to like go to a gym. That's a deal breaker. Like, oh, can you drive to Culver City and like work out at my gym? I'm like, why? Am I going to squat differently in a different zoned area? No. You got to do it here (laughs) next to the dog. Anyway, nutrition, here I come. All right. New Year's resolution. No, it's. I don't believe in those. This is starting pre-New Year. This is it. We're okay. getting this going. Oh, I guess it will be after. No, those are bullshit. Everybody knows that. If I followed up with you now and I said, what was your New Year's resolution 12 months ago? You'd be like, oh, I'm supposed to read more. And oh, shit. I forgot. Nobody does that. It's just we like to think we're gonna. There's no reason to start to wait for the new year other than you have to give birth. I mean, yeah, that's your new year is bringing in with a baby. I'm just saying people are like, in the new year, I'm going to lose 500 pounds. It's like, start now. Why not start now? I don't believe in resolutions and I don't believe in guilt. Okay, great. <laughs> Whatever. All right, let's start. Let's get, people have got questions. They got question presents that need opening this holiday season. Oh. Question presents. Hi, Eliza. Love you and the podcast. Wanted to write in because I am going through a rough breakup and would love to get your advice. I just graduated from college this past May and started a full-time job. My ex-boyfriend then boyfriend of three and a half years, had an extra semester, so he is still in college. Earlier this fall, he broke up with me despite our relationship being mostly very good. Sounds like rose-colored glasses, I know, but it wasn't. We had gone through a spat of fights with roommate issues, some resentment, and other issues. We tried to make it work after the breakup by going to couples therapy. But my ex was struggling with mental health, so he was unable to keep trying to make things work. I still really love him and would like to make things work. When he ended things, we agreed to touch base to see where we both were at in life as he was getting ready for the transition from college to work and life is very uncertain for him. How should I reach out when the time comes? Also, I realize it sounds like, oh, just not meant to be, blah, blah. My (laughs) ex and I had talked about getting a dog, moving in, et cetera, after college and we're both very committed. I didn't see this coming at all and it was very blindsiding. Seems like it mostly stemmed from some common relationship problems compounding with my ex's mental health. Otherwise, we both were on the same page with everything. So it has been very devastating to me. No, you're not on the same page. 
this is that's that none of this goes together. At at no point in your story was I like, oh, I got a grip on this. You don't belong together. You're at different places in your life. He's got issues he needs to deal with. He broke up with you. You know, there's something to be said for the things you argue about when you're younger are not the things you argue about when you're older, but this need to like pick right back up immediately. Like he told you how he felt. He broke up. This is girls do this where it's like, and I'll be waiting right there because I only have one shot at love. Get out in the world a little bit or at least give it a beat because you both need to figure out, especially him, like where you fit in this world. Move on. I wonder how much of the help from this podcast comes from just hearing your question back to you. And how insane and going, you sound. <laughs> oh, like you're saying like, I'm. Sh- you think that it's different, but read the words that you wrote. They're all pointing to things just not working for whatever reason. Yeah. And it's like, but you hear it written back. I think it's like how you suggest writing letters to people, you know, just getting it out and then seeing it and go, and kind of reading it from that third party perspective. Listen back to the question. Listen to how it back. bonkers it sounds. Like, Does it okay. seem like a healthy, right? Yeah. When are you supposed to touch back? Is this like my what best friend's wedding about? and at 27, you're yeah. supposed to be like, well, we're still single. I guess we'll be together. No, this is crazy. Let him reach out. This is why, I mean, also like, have you... I'm like scolding this person. Like, have you not benefited at all for and 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 you know what? I don't appreciate you being like, I know you're just gonna say, like, let it alone. Yeah, that's the advice. I don't know that I've ever been like, stick with it. He loves you. You guys are in different <laughs> places. You were in college, which is a microcosm, it's a bubble. You're out in the world. Don't wait for this guy. It's gonna be a, there's nothing to fight for. You don't wanna be like 22 with like a boyfriend that's like dealing with something. And by the way, I know what you're doing. You're like, let's get a dog. That way we're bonded. Do not do that. All you're going to end up with is a pit mix that you see every couple of weeks and then never again. So, I mean, I have a friend who got divorced and they shared custody of the dog for a little bit. And then one day she was like, I just don't see the dog anymore. Now I have a husband and a baby. Like, move on. You can you can find something else to do. Pick up a hobby. Get on yeah, I think the the truth of it I, is, I think is you, that- We've covered it. We've covered it. <laughs> you want I just think with these questions, people write in and they're even, they have not liked the answers they've gotten from the people that know them. So now they're writing into strangers right. on a podcast. I'm not a stranger. St- trying Every- to present it in the best light and it's still not coming across. We saw right. through it. We saw through it. Yeah. We do a lot of this and I've been your age. Not make it work. No, moving on. You also said the word roommates at some point. You're too young. Move on. That's it. Sorry, I agree with everyone in your life. You can't just look for the answer that you want and then agree with it. If enough people are telling you, then that's what it is. Only one person said it, then who cares? Okay. Kick it real hard in the can. Kick it in the can. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Here's a fun exercise. What would you do if you had an extra hour in your day? I bet you nobody would say, um, I'd spend it thinking about things I can't change. I'd spend it having crippling anxiety. No, you'd say like, I'd go for a run or I'd spend time with my hobby or I'd pet my dog's tongue. A lot of us spend our times wishing we had more time. And the question is, what do you want to make more time for? I bet the answer for a lot of people is your friends, your family, relaxing. Well, therapy can help you clear some space mentally so you can find out what matters to you so you can do more of it. Think about therapy like housekeeping for your brain. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You go to betterhelp.com. 
when you fill out a brief questionnaire and you can get matched with a licensed therapist. No more driving across town, no more stressing out. BetterHelp makes it easy for you to get the therapy that you would like. Learn how to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Eliza. There are a lot of people who speak Spanish in my life and they're teaching my daughter Spanish. And quite frankly, I want to keep up. Yes, I took Spanish in school, but I want my Spanish to get better. I don't want it to just be bueno. I want it to be muy bueno. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. Choose from one of 25 languages like Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish. Fast track your language acquisition with immersive lessons designed to teach you to pick up languages in a natural way. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. So you sound like a local, not an Android. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Rosetta Stone is convenient and can be used on desktop or as an app with audio companion and ability to download lessons offline. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. There was definitely a time where my closet was crammed to the gills with every skort, gaucho pant, crop top I'd worn for the last 20 years. And there comes a time in every adult woman's life where you realize you want less clothing at higher quality. And a great way to do that without breaking the bank is upgrading to high quality affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have a wardrobe of simplistic pared down items, but I like to keep it stocked with key luxury essentials that I know I'll wear time and time again, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50. I'm a big fan of their washable stretch silk palazzo pants. I don't have time to be caring for silk like I do my children, so it's nice that I can just wash it, and it's a versatile pair of pants that I can wear out for an evening or just out with friends. The best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Eliza. Hi, Eliza and Emily. I would like to ask for advice. My name is Madeline. I'm a 31-year-old woman working in a nice company where I love my job and team, but I could do with a pay raise since I got into the company because I wanted to work there but did not bargain well enough my entry salary. I'm now pregnant very early in the pregnancy, and I can't change jobs because no one would hire me, but I'm scared of asking for a pay pay raise at the same time I announce my pregnancy. I live in a country where maternity leave is from 6 to 12 months, and economically, the company would not benefit from giving me a pay raise and then having me off for such a long time. Welcome. What can I do? Thanks. Hugs and kisses for the bundle of joy, the hot hubby, the snow peach, Emily and you. You sound Canadian, uh, just based on the maternity thing, but I could be wrong because you didn't say Canada. They usually just come right out and say it. Um, Look, Spain. first, I want everyone listening to hear Madeline. Is that her name? I think she's French Canadian, but okay. Uh, did the thing that most women do. You went in, you didn't think to negotiate because you don't know your worth. Now look, you could be a mediocre worker, but we hear this a lot. Women that are like, and I didn't want to ask for it. You know who asks for shit? Like successful people and men. 
They come in, they're like, here's how girthy I am. Give me that sweet, sweet money. And you didn't because you think there's some reward in being like a pious worker. There isn't. And I don't know what kind of company you work for, but I also don't, uh, and I also don't know the policy in terms of like, do you have to reveal that you're pregnant? I don't think you do legally. So remember this, it's nobody's fucking business. And if you've been a good worker and you plan on being there, and you get that raise, and especially if it's early in the pregnancy, like maybe you didn't know, like whatever, that's not your issue. I have a friend who is Canadian and she was basically like, I'm gonna have a kid and I get like 12 months off and then I'm gonna have another one. And like basically like this company, which is a mega corporation, is just gonna pay for me for like three years. But she's also very high up there and had spent a long time there. So I don't know what your job is there or anything, but you made a mistake by not asking for more. You should definitely ask for a raise and they will assess if it's worth it or not. But this thing where you're like, I won't ask and they'll just recognize my hard work is insane. There are plenty of memes about it. It's a clown move. I always ask for more money. Sometimes I get it. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, exactly. We had a gig that the offer and I was like the guarantee, like the money that I was going to walk out with just wasn't enough. And I was like, give me something else. Let me keep more of my merch. Let me like, and they're like, it's not done. I'm like, ask them. And I did. And I got to keep 90% of my soft sales for my t-shirts because I didn't like the numbers for the gig. You're not powerless. Mm -hmm. And if you were bad at your job, they'd fire you or not. In America, we have to keep people because we're afraid of being sued. But don't worry about a company. This is like a mom and pop candle shop. No, I imagine that maybe you have to tell them about the pregnancy to then take advantage of the six to 12 months maternity leave, but ask for the raise first. Yes. Wait, see what they say, then go, oh, I just found out I'm pregnant. Crazy. Thanks for the raise. Also, I'll take my six to 12 months now. Yeah, you're fine. You don't owe them anything. This like fealty to a corporation who doesn't care if you die. I'm just saying. Yeah. And as long as you're a good worker, like you're going to do the work, you can, that's, anyways. Women have to learn to speak up. Nobody's going to give you anything. This idea that like, well, I, you know, I care or I'm a woman or, you know, I am a hard worker. It doesn't matter. Squeaky wheel gets the grease. You don't have to be that squeaky. You just have to be like, hey, I'm a wheel too. Give me some grease. (laughs) That's maybe the best metaphor anyone's ever had. When you kick it. Eliza Husky, Donut Nose, and Baby Arm. Mm -hmm. I'm writing for advice on a difficult colleague. This girl is rude and kind of a bully. I need some witty comebacks. She is very hot and cold and seems to never be happy for me and my achievements. Last year, I moved out of my home into my own contained unit within a larger house, which she called a crack den. I've started (laughs) my degree in nursing, as all your other listeners have, to which she responded with, ew, you don't see what they have to do upstairs. That is what you want to do. What does that even she mean? Asked, she wanna, guess, she's like, I want to do the abortions. Those happen upstairs. Are doctors upstairs and nurses downstairs like Downton Abbey? Yeah, it's just like, I have no idea what she's talking about. She constantly asks if I hate it yet as well. The latest thing she's done to rain on my parade is as follows. My partner and I have decided to take the next step and move in together a bit too soon, according to her, whose current boyfriend was her roommate for a grand total of two weeks before they slept together. My girlfriend and I have found a lovely little townhouse in a nice suburb near the city, but according to her, it's a crack suburb, from a crack den to a crack suburb. How do I drown out her negativity and not let it affect me like this? I love my job and the rest of my crew, but she's horrible and intimidating. The roster works really well with my study commitments, so moving isn't really an option. Any and all advice welcome on dealing with this monster. 
Thanks for keeping me sane. Can't wait until international travel is a thing again. I see you in Brisbane. I mean, first of all, this person sounds crazy. Like the words that like they they sound, if you can just compartmentalize this person as they have no power over you because they're unintelligent and bananas. Like even the words, like she's just coming off as like someone ranting in the background, like, hey, it's got cracked in. Don't go there, it's a cracked in. I'm unhappy. I live with my boyfriend. I never even sleep with him. Like this is a nut. Like if if a 10-year-old came in and was criticizing your life, would you listen to them? No. So all you can do is just be like, okay, thanks, Susan. Like you've got- yeah, and wait. This- go ahead. What? <laughs> this is your colleague. So she also a nurse and she's like, oh, this sucks. What about the people? Your job's No, dumb. she's not a nurse. What people do upstairs? I don't know what that fucking means. And I don't know if it's like some weird coded sexual Australian thing. But also like, it's not that she's not a nurse. I think she's asking like, do you hate it? Like, do you hate nursing school yet? This person is- clearly deeply unhappy and once you recognize wow. that they're unhappy and they're just trying to drag you down you can either avoid them you can also just look at her and be like do you ever say anything positive there's nothing to yeah. be intimidated by she's not going to hit you she's just trying to mi- misery loves company and so if you feel like fighting that battle you can be like you got a smile for me today sugar or do you say anything nice or like i don't know i love it don't know what why why are you a hater oh my god i hate when people say that like why are you being a hater i'm like i'm not i'm a comic you got to categorize her like a like an infant nut and just think of her that way and once you start to look at her through that lens it will bother you less but you are letting this person's opinion of your life affect you way too much because it doesn't even sound like a friend it just sounds like a gnat buzzing around your head yeah you see her at work every day and she's like what about your awful life it's like oh my god get out of here look at her and be like you got a secret for me you got a secret to life you're doing so well we're in the same job you know the crack part of town ever hear of gentrification (laughs) (laughs) oh female comic says gentrification cancel her um don't give it that much power. This is a, a woman question. Men don't write in with this. Just, you're Australian, you're tough. Just be like, I don't know what to tell you. Be like, well, it's done. Like, if you can just give it less and less oxygen. Yeah. You know, the other version is like, no, you know what? I'm not even going to tell you the other version. Kick it. No, but I would love if like a guys started writing in like, my coworker Paul is so mean to You me. never he hear that. <laughs> you got to toughen up and quit. Who cares? Plenty of people have plenty of bad things to say about plenty of people's choices, but they're your choices and it's your life. You've got this happy relationship with your girlfriend. You're the one living in a refurbished crack den and you're going to become a nurse downstairs. Life's going to be great. And you know who's (laughs) going to make a lot of money is you when you buy that piece of shit containment unit in a radioactive crack den and then someone comes in and puts in a blue bottle coffee and all of a sudden it's nice and gentrified. You're going to sell it for a chunk of change. And you know who's going to be left in the dark is bad, bad tooth Susan at work with the weird boyfriend. Becky with the good hair. Kick it up. Kick it downstairs. Dear Eliza and cutie crew, I got engaged last year and I'm having my bridal shower this weekend. I'm so excited to finally be getting together with vaccinated loved ones outside and celebrate before our wedding. So you think- Here's my dilemma. Can I guess? Can I guess? Yeah. My weird fucking cousin with the antenna is an (laughs) anti-vaxxer, but my mom says she has to go. How do I politely tell her? I'm not a bitch. I'm just trying not to die. Sincerely, Connie. (laughs) <laughs> no, no vax in this one, shockingly, but 
My BFF, who introduced my partner and I, texted me 12 hours before the bridal shower saying she couldn't come because her mental health wasn't in a good spot. What is with people? WTF, I was so mad. I sent a vague text saying that I was disappointed and that I would let my mom know since she had seating arrangements for everyone. What would you do? I'm so butthurt about this and don't see how I can move forward. I would never miss one of my friend's big days no matter how crummy I felt. I struggle with depression and anxiety like much of the population. Thanks for your hot, juicy take on this meaty issue. Also, for context, I am a cisgender, almost 30-year-old female in grad school for nutrition science. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Don't don't talk to me about my Christmas cookies. Um, look, I don't struggle with depression, so I don't want to be flippant about it. It is a very real thing. Do I think that a lot of people struggle with this and this is an issue particularly in America? Yes. Um, do I think there are a lot of people that use mental health as an excuse when they don't have a problem in the way that other people do? Like when you, and I'm not even saying this is your friend, but like, People love to blanket mental health. Like, oh, my mental health. It's like, for the most part, most people are fine. And it kind of takes away from the severity of it. Like when people throw around PTSD, you know, and it's not up to me to say, oh, that was traumatic, that wasn't. But shame on the people that use it when it's like, I'm sorry your coworker was a bitch or like someone wasn't nice. Like that's part of life. You ever talk to a soldier with PTSD? or someone that's been like sexually assaulted, like that is very real. And so while I'm not taking away, and I'm going to get a lot of hate mail from the severity of it, I think people are very quick to want to try to garner sympathy because they don't want to fucking sack up, okay? So that's me and my like Korean War vet granddad, like conservative way of looking at it. Um, I'm just thinking of the time that like I knew I was like trying to get pregnant. I'd only have like a couple more nights out and I planned like a big night out and one of my friends who's probably listening to this podcast texted me and it wasn't about mental health. She was like, hey, she was coming in from like an hour away. She was like, I think I'd be better. I'd benefit better from staying in. I'm just not in a good place. And I feel I'd bring down the vibe. And I was like, get in the fucking car. I made the reservation. I booked everything. I already told them we're Get in the car. Your granddad, your granddad fought in World War II at 10. You can drive an hour from the desert and come get drunk with me. And she was like, you're right. I think we all have like a lot of social anxiety too because of COVID. And if I'm being 100% honest, I was laying in bed last night like dreading that a friend was coming over the next day because I was just like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to take a phone call. I get that. I really do. Like this podcast, I was like, that's at 10. Then I've got to call at two. Part of that is because like, I'm just like, I just need to wind down and, and I keep having things to do, but that's life, Okay. You call your friend and you say, hey, you be kind first because you don't know. But if it's your best friend, you know what she's been through. Has she ever used this excuse before? Has something happened to her? Now you're all going to be like, you don't need something to happen to have bad mental health. You do. You got to be an adult. Emily, you're like dying to say something. I just want to finish it by saying this. You call her and kindly and from the highest of light be like, hey, can we talk about this? Because if there is something awful, you don't want to have like gone hard and been like, what the fuck is your problem? Rachel, but sometimes talking it out makes you realize that like the demon is not so great because it is a selfish thing to do if it really is just like, I don't know, I'm feeling weird. Nobody yeah. wants to go to a party. You, I mean, right. That's the thing, especially because COVID has made it so easy to not go to things yes. that we're all kind of out of practice of doing social mm -hmm. obligations we don't really want to do, but there are some things you just have to do to maintain friendships. And the fact this person must have something 
They better have something awful going on to not be able to be like, look, I'm going to get it together for the, what, six max hours also, that this is going to take. This is your best friend and she didn't call you and she didn't Just even give t- context in the text. That's yeah. bullshit. So you're either not telling us something or you're not that close or something's weird, but you owe it to your friendship to like get to the bottom and be like, hey, buddy, like what's going on? And suss right. out if this is real or not, but it's kind of a bitch move on her part. None of us want to go to a wedding. Let's be right. In, unless she's like two of my, both my parents just jumped off a cliff last night. Like. Yeah. If it's just one, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> but like, how is this not, of course, I want people to listen to the podcast, but like pick up the phone and call her. You yeah. know. She should have called. I would take it so much better if my friend called me and said, I am so sorry. I know how important this is to you. Yes. yes. I am so unwell or this or that. I cannot go. I I I want to hear all about it when it's done. Yeah. Like that By would the way, be okay. What do I always say? Weddings bring out the worst in people. Mm. And like I have my baby shower coming up. The majority of men invited because it is co-ed because I'm just not doing like the schmaltzy girl only like eat poop and pretend it's a fun game thing. <laughs> did not did not get me a gift. And like week of, they're like, oh, there's nothing on you. I didn't even know to get you a gift. Uh. And there are people who are like, I'm like, are you coming to my shower? They're like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, can you open the fucking Evite? When is it? Like so many people. <gasps> and on the other hand, one of my friends just texted me. She was like, hey, uh, with the new variant, I just want you to know I'm going to a wedding and I wanted to give you a heads up. Do you think I should skip your party because I have to go to this wedding before? And I was like, thank you so much for saying that. Like, thanks for being communicative versus like, oh, I forgot. Thanks for the catering. People are raised by wolves. There's no etiquette left in this world. Everyone's selfish and everyone's, oh, my mental health. You're fine. They're fine. I just... It takes, all I'm saying is it takes away from people that actually have mental health issues. Yeah. Again, her mental health, her mental health is less of a problem than her not communicating in a way that honors the lifelong best friendship that you have. Okay. Honestly, there's something about your answers today, Emily, that are very like anodyne and like just, they're not fun. You're just like, just to reiterate (laughs) the point. And I'm just like, the next thing the next and the we give, you got to give something creative and fun. Okay. 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 Can't just robot your way through it. When does Smokioski's <laughs> new cookbook come out? I keep thinking about that oatmeal you were eating when using photo shoots. I'm ready for tasty time oatmeal times. Thanks. Love you all. Ooh, me Do you too. Know the answer? Uh, or can yeah, you share you know, it? I thought it was going to be fall of this coming year, but I think because of COVID delays, literally like physical book production COVID delays, I think it's January of 2023. So you'll be able to pre-order it in the winter of this coming year, coming year. but yeah, we got a beat, but it is happening. Mm-hmm. It is in the works. And my book, all things aside, will be out this coming fall. So sack up. Are we up, allowed to share that? Save up. I just said fall. Okay. I, didn't think, okay. I didn't say anything else. All right. So keep an eye out. You can always go back and pull this episode. <laughs> I don't want to. Okay. Take it easy. Kick it. Hi, Pod Fam. We were scrolling through Netflix and Hulu last night and noticed there are a lot of Lifetime-esque Christmas movies out. And we thought of a hilarious new segment for Emily and Eliza to do. It's called- Oh, I love it. <laughs> Is it a Lifetime movie or a porn? <laughs> you have to guess which one when you're given the title. Here's the Christmas edition. So you ready? I'm going to give you these, Okay. Okay. Holiday in handcuffs. Lifetime or porn? 
I think it's lifetime. I think it's about someone that has to celebrate Christmas from jail. They're not in jail. I can picture the the thing. It's Melissa Joan Hart and who's that guy? Mario Lopez. <laughs> and she's like dragging him on handcuffs, but I don't know exactly what it's about. And I bet she's like a private eye. It's like that Reese Witherspoon, Sofia Vergara movie. Oh, I bet it's like, and he pursuit. like, yeah, and he just keeps trying. Yeah, I like how you had to pretend to think about it when you totally knew it because you have the poster. And I bet he like keeps trying to like, like tell you about movies on the movie channel. That's what <laughs> Okay, Naughty and Nice. That's got to be a Lifetime movie. It's too tame for a porn. Yeah, that would be a pretty boring one. I don't know who's it. Oh, Haley Duff is in that one. Okay, but again, I don't know what it's about. All right. It's about, I'll tell you what it's about. It's about a seafaring rope maker. Wait, okay, wait. It's a a Nots joke. Okay. A cynical radio host is banished to Colorado where he has an on-air spat with a hopeless romantic. Isn't that what Sleepless in Seattle is about? I've never seen that movie. Isn't that what straight talk is about? Like, isn't that always like, and then something happens online and it blows up and people, you're fired. And then the station manager's like, wait, we've never, our switchboard's lighting up. Hey, you, throw on those headphones. Me? But I've never radioed before. Give him that advice. It's the crux of every pilot. Like a girl has a breakdown and it goes viral. It's always a woman having a breakdown, by the way. I've written my fair share of them. Did you you see in the new Sex in the City show, one of the components is that Carrie is a regular guest on a podcast. Like that's a component of the show. It's not even her podcast. She's just a regular guest on someone else's. I mean, I guess technically I own this and you're... A regular guest? Yeah, but we're not making Sex in the City about me. <laughs> they were like, you know, it's like, they're like, we got to make this modern because the women are getting older. What makes it young? She can't be a writer. And if she was that writer now, it'd be like, Carrie has six roommates and lives in a crack house. Um, <laughs> she can't get anyone to sign up for a subscription to the LA Times. Part of me wants to just have a Sex in the City podcast where I just talk about old episodes because I got a lot to say. I got a lot to say about Carrie Bradshaw and her relationship with those other women, which is totally fabricated. There's no way they'd be friends in real life. And there's no way Charlotte and Samantha would ever talk to each other. And Carrie Bradshaw was a bitch. Here's she the thing. I'm friend. team Kim Cattrall. In that yeah, feud, but you're talking about real people. You're talking about I real know. people. I'm talking about in characters. In the show, I'm team, I'm team Charlotte, who's just trying to, and Miranda, who should go I'm hang just, out without these other women. I'm just team Miranda. I think she's the best. Yeah. And, um, all right. Anyways, we can do that okay. another day. Uh, a Christmas switch. That's definitely lifetime. This is a terrible <laughs> game. These are, okay. They're, they're all Angels in the Snow, A Christmas Solo, Wait, hold and on. Love Stop. Hard. What? All- uh, give me one, like, like stepfather fucks stepmother. Like, <laughs> stepfather, like, has sex with daughter. Like, those are, that's a lifetime movie. <laughs> this is just Allie and Jane who wrote in this question are saying, this is just an example. I'll never look at Lifetime movie titles the same. No. These are just all Lifetime movie titles. No, you're supposed to provide me with both. You can't be like, JK, they're all Lifetime. You have to be like, like sinful sisters, like fucking (laughs) mother and daughter. Like this is what porn is in America, folks. People, there's this one comic um, who just had this, I don't remember the joke, but she just kind of brings up like, Who's searching for, like, people must be searching for incest porn because it is, like, the internet is replete with it. I've never once, like, have you ever, like, had sex and accidentally, like, one of your parents pops in your head? You're like, like, I am not into that. Like, I could be into some weird stuff, but I am not into that. And 
None of these titles involve incest, so none of them are about porn. It's always so interesting when uh, every once in a while a map will come out and it'll show what the most searched like type of porn is in each state. And so like in the South, it's always like BBW, you yeah. know, because all the racists in the South are like, ooh. Mm. <laughs> BBW gets fucked by horny stepson. Yeah. Like that's a Lifetime movie. <laughs> <laughs> Lifetime People might have listening. to go in that direction. I feel bad for that one person who listens at the post office at work. They're like, can you tone down the cursing? I'm like, sure. Horny stepmom gets fucked from behind, double teamed by neighbors. Lifetime movie of the week starring Charisma Carpenter. Hey, she what? was in one called, it wasn't Lifetime, but it was that style called Deadly Sibling Rivalry where she's twins and one's evil. And one's fucking the other one. No. This is not my porn search. All right. I don't want to say anything else because then we're going to start, I'll start saying like words from my own porn search and it'll no. start to get weird. <laughs> it'll get too specific. Home Depot break room dreams realized. <laughs> I, don't I, I never feel more at sea and alone than when I go into a Home Depot and I'm just wandering. Oh, really? Like, Does anyone work here? No one works there or they're like helping someone else and they're never free. And I just am like, I, Please. No, you're wrong. They're so helpful and they're all there. And like, whatever you need, it's amazing. How Like, I'm like, I need a light bulb. They're like, aisle 35, section B, right down there. They always know. They're they have a helpful. good website that will literally tell you this aisle, this section, drawer three. Yeah, because they don't want you bothering them with your pedestrian girl questions. Like, we're talking hard lumber, real construction. Went there and I got some paint recently. And the dude had really light eyes and he was not unhot. Okay. The paint guys are hot. I mean, they, and they can, what they can do, I brought some samples of paint from your house, like literally a chunk that had come off the wall and they yeah. can like analyze it and mix a matching paint. That's crazy. I mean, it's a machine. It's not like they like are scientists, but I will say the hot dude with the light eyes, he goes, my mom was like, do you have a paint mixer? And he just held up his bicep. He was like, I got this. And I was like, great, that would work. On so many women. There you go. That's your porn. Yeah. Safe to say everybody loves bread, but everybody doesn't eat bread as often as they would like to because of bread guilt, right? Health concerns, carb fear mongering. I mean, if we could, we would eat toast sandwiches made of toast, nice layer of sandwich bread on the top, toast in the middle, and wash it down with a nice glass of bread. Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences or compromises. You should feel good when you eat bread. Hero Bread has zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and it's high in fiber, which is what you want. Hero Bread is delicious and flavorful, and it's soft and it's fluffy, so it puts you right back there, you know, years ago, eating your favorite sandwich before we were afraid of wheat. And they have something for everyone. They have sliced bread loaves, they have buns, they have tortillas. Don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code ELIZA at checkout. That's ELIZA at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Hurry and get 10% off your order when you use ELIZA at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Hi, Eliza and gang. I am coming to you with a Christmas and family-related question. My boyfriend of two years and I recently moved to Amsterdam together and are flying home to Switzerland for the holidays. Oh, I love Uncle- Amsterdam. I love Amsterdam. And you know what? Switzerland, it seems like a great place to live if you're a billionaire. It's so expensive. Oh. I, I cannot get... Oh, I, a McDonald's meal is $15, and that's probably the most flavorful food in the country. I'm sorry. I, I have to just say this, and I made fun... I just have to say this. 
and I said this to the Swiss on stage, so it's not like I'm like saying it after. I was like, you guys are the whitest country. Like even your immigrants are white. Like there's no, the food, it's like melted cheese, chocolate. The food is not great. I'm just saying that. And they agree. And Noah was like, you'd think one immigrant would have brought like a pepper or something. <laughs> nothing. When you have that much money, you're like, we're okay with making our own food and nothing else. You guys got to get like an Italian restaurant or something. Wait, I have a question but for you okay, as what? an eater of other cuisines. I went to a quote unquote <laughs> authentic Szechuan Chinese restaurant the other night that was highly recommended. And like yeah. every other Yelp review was like, if you want the numbing properties of yeah. real, I was like, what? And everybody's like, mm, numbing. Mm, I love that's to numb. Thing. At that, I was like, what is that? A th- that's what you want. You're going there. First so of all, no one's saying, mm, I love to numb. That Ew. was the vibe. Of- is that a porn <laughs> movie? <laughs> mm, I love to numb numbs. Maybe num num comes from that. Szechuan cuisine is spicy. Mm. And they're like some of their peppers have numbing properties. So your mouth gets numb and you kind of get into like an eating frenzy. I feel that way when I eat really spicy Thai and it makes you eat more and you definitely like drink more alcohol. I'm I'm down with like a hot spicy numbing thing, but that is typical Szechuan of the region. A lot of peppers. Tasty mm. num nums. I just was shocked that every other Yelp review brought that up. But I was like, is this code? Is something happening that region. here? No, okay. it's not sexual. But <laughs> you may not want to have sex right after you eat it. <laughs> Okay, so where you have the boyfriend two years, I recently moved to Amsterdam, flying home to Switzerland Mm. on Christmas Eve. My mother and I are invited to celebrate with his family, which is always wonderful. My family usually gets together on the 25th. For the first time this year, my cousin is hosting at his holiday house, a traditional farm-style place in the countryside, and we are all sleeping over. (gasps) Sounds nice. When I asked my cousin whether it would be okay to bring my boyfriend, he wasn't too sure about it, saying that even though there would be just enough beds, it might be a bit too crowded for the meals. For context, I am 25 and quite a bit younger than my cousins. They're in a totally different phase of life, married and have children, etc. They think your relationship is bullshit. That's what it is. So I understand my boyfriend and I maybe don't quite fit into the dynamic. However... When they were my age, it was always a given that they brought their current partners to every family gathering, even if they rotated quite a bit. I don't quite know how to feel about this. On the one hand, I totally understand that I need to respect his wishes as a host, especially especially since we are all sleeping there. On the other hand, his attitude makes me feel unwelcome. It's not about not being able to spend Christmas without my boyfriend. It's that he's an important part of my life and I would like to share with my family. Since we've lived abroad and we started dating shortly before COVID, there aren't many of these opportunities and we're flying back just... Stop. It's not abroad. It's another white country literally (laughs) an hour away. (laughs) We're flying back just to be with family. I'd love some input. Is this something I just have to suck up or do you think there's a nice way to maybe say something? Cousin, thank you so much. I loved your show in Amsterdam. I don't understand. Am I... Okay. You're... Hold on. Flying in Christmas Day is the 25th. So, so it sounds like they fly in beforehand. On the 24th. They spend the 24th with his family. And then usually the 25th would be with her family. And at his family's house, her and her mother are both invited. Now at her house, the cousin is like, your boyfriend I know, won't have room at the food table. Hold on. I'm trying to understand. They spend the evening because I don't like, I always get like Christmas Eve and Christmas Day confused. Yes. I forget that it's two different things. Christmas Day should be the eve, the day of the eve. And then the next day... It's the eve of the day. Christmas Eve. All right, hear me on this. Christmas Eve should be the evening of the 25th. Mm-mm, the day and the eve. Like it should be New one Year's thing. Eve. eve of. 
Well, the 24th. Change it. Her, her and her mother are going to be with the boyfriend's family. The 25th, the boyfriend is, the is now not allowed to come to the family farmhouse because there's enough beds, but not enough room at the food table. Here's what it is. Such your, a lie. It is a li- Look, I get it. When you're the host and you're, if you're cooking for, like there's two sides to this and I'm actually not sure which side I'm on because I've definitely more often than not been the host side. And there's always someone that's like, can I bring my boyfriend, my girlfriend? And it is hard to factor in this extemporaneous person who perhaps you have not met. I don't know how long you guys have been dating. And it's right not fair to- pre-COVID. So was that 2019? Oh, they've been dating since pre-COVID? They said like right before COVID. So there haven't so been that's... that many like family meeting opportunities. So it's not an insignificant amount of time. No, it's not. It's just kind of like, okay, like a male friend of mine, I invited him in my shower and someone's like, are you bringing your girlfriend? I was like, you're not because you didn't have a plus one. It's also how like men don't read invites. I'm like, I, I don't, I didn't ask for this. It's like, whatever. And then I was like, you can bring her. Um, the truth is they should just let him come, uh, especially because you've been together. I think you pick up the phone and you call and you'd be like, hey, what's like, we can't pull up a chair. Like make him really explain it. There might be other factors. Like we're already inviting whatever, whatever. Uh, is it possible to, to just have the meal and then you leave? Like there's something. They're I think saying he the just- meal is the, pro- the, the, the the problem for me is that she's saying, and if this question asker is to be believed, that the cousins <laughs> brought a rotating yes, cast I guess of boyfriends and girlfriends. Yeah, so now I think they're you all point married. that out. I think you point that. I think it's when people are married. Here's the truth: it's hard to really respect someone's like, oh, it's just a boyfriend, it's just a girlfriend, because it's not they're not engaged, you know. But you've been together a while, and it is it is you're like it's not about bringing him. It's not about Christmas, but it is. You want your person there. I don't think it's the biggest deal in the world if you just go with your family. I don't think, I think it's more about the fact that you're like, hey, you always got to do this. Why is my relationship any different? You might want to point out you always got to do this and that's not even the person you married. But Uh I think it's worth a discussion. Be like, I'd really like to bring him. We will have just had Christmas with his family. You know, uh, the other version is, okay, so you spend a couple hours without the other person. seems like you live in the same city. But it's really about what point are you trying to make? Yeah. Because I also, I'm always like lamed out when like a 22 is like, I, I need to be with my boyfriend. It's like, just be with your family. They'll all be dead one day. So I yeah. really could go either way on this. But it's, I think you need to be expressed, which is not something your people are great at. And your government doesn't encourage it. I'm not qualifying Amsterdam's as I just like that Northern European, just sort of oh, we're all okay with what we have. You go also, American on this one. You say, I must be heard. The fact that this, that this girl is quite a bit younger than her cousins, it sounds like. So everyone else is married with kids, coupled off, and then she's just also going to be there. Say that. Say that. Like, I want to see everyone. I want him to meet my family. You guys haven't had a chance to meet him. His family's welcoming us. I'd love to bring him. Yeah. The food thing is always the last excuse. I'm sorry. Like there's always enough food. I was so insulted when I had that relative that wanted to bring their uh, fiance slash non-fiance. And he starts with, I mean, he was joking, but it's also so insulting. Like she won't eat much. I'm like, that is Ugh. so tacky that you would even think I would like monitor someone's food consumption. No, and it's such a lie. It's I would understand more if they were like, we don't want you guys sharing a bed. We're old fashioned. I would understand. That's that what more I thought like, it was. There's not room at the table for him is no. insane. Make some kids it's go insane. sit on the floor. 
Fucking kids can eat outside with the animals. No, that's <laughs> insane. I, I also thought it was that. Like, look, we're uncomfortable, whatever, but you're not 19. Sorry. You got to be heard on this because I don't, I bet once you point it out, your cousin will be like, you know what? You're right. Just bring him. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All right. I have a 19-year-old, 7-year-old, and 6-month-old. We have gone through hell with our 19-year-old since what she happened? was 15. <laughs> I know that teens will be teens and they just suck, but I can't help thinking she's just a different breed. Since we started having problems with her, she goes above and beyond to fuck up and will take any punishment for it, then go right on to the next thing. It's like she knows she's going to get in trouble, so she goes hard. We've tried therapy, set clear boundaries, taken things away, basically put her on lockdown and turned our house into a prison. You name it. Thankfully, she graduated high school. Now that she's graduated, she thinks she's a free woman. She still lives at home and barely spends any time here. She lies to me about what she's doing and who she's with. She will tell me one thing to get herself out of the house and then she's got a million other plans once she leaves. Again, teens, I get it. My problem is that when she's home, she knows what's expected of her as far as chores and being present. She consistently does chores the laziest way possible, so much so that I have to go behind her and do it all over again. I've corrected her for years, made her do it all over, etc. She just doesn't give a shit and it's so disrespectful. She doesn't pay rent, she's not in school, and she's home maybe five days out of the month. I don't think I'm asking too much, but I want Where's she going? To- Dry dish. She, she doesn't know to dry dishes before putting them away or folding laundry instead of wadding it up. Now she's moved on to making promises to her seven-year-old sister that she never keeps. I've been watching my middle daughter cry because it breaks her heart. I'm pretty much over mothering her at this point, and I think she needs to be treated like a grown woman. If any yeah. other grown woman treated me or my family with the little regard that she treats us with, I would come unglued. Do I need to just kick her out? Um, look. Goes without saying, but of course, need to say it because people listening, because some people can be dumb. Uh, I'm not a mother. I'm not in that situation. It's so easy to be like, fuck that kid. Um, I get that you're exhausted. And I don't think there's anything wrong with, look, when you're in school, that's your job. You get your good grades. Like, that's your job. She's out of school now. So she needs a job. So you got to put it to her like you either need to pay rent or enroll in school, like whatever second sort of education she wants. Um, And also in terms of like the chores, I cannot tell you that I ever listen to my mother. It is exhausting, especially as a teenager. Your mom, you're just like, leave me alone. I don't care. And it's only now as an adult on my own that I'm like, oh yeah, you do have to rinse out the sponge. You should rinse off the dish. Oh yeah, you should clean before the housekeeper. So I'm sure they'll settle, they'll soak in. What you don't want to do is harangue her so much that she like deliberately goes anti and won't absorb it. You know, she naturally will absorb these healthy habits. Also, she's younger and this is, she doesn't sound, say it that bright. Um, You want to make sure she's safe and healthy. All you can say is like, we love you. Um, This is not working for us. So you can move out or you can stay here and get a job. But you're not doing her any favors by like keeping loose tabs and just driving yourself crazy. Yeah, it sounds like the consequences you've been using have been lockdown and keeping her there. But I think you have to threaten to to evict her and mean it. And and she will need to stand on her own two feet or she won't. And you have to let her sink or swim. Yeah, I think that tough love might be the toughest option. I mean, that being said, I have a relative whose child, part of it was during COVID, but like 
was totally useless. And he kept, they kept talking about like, we got to kick this, this kid out. We're going to do it. And they never did it. And then one day that kid just got a job and moved out and they're fine. So, but you know, she's using your house as like a base. She's hanging out with people. She knows she has that safety net. And that's why there's no respect because you've never actually done anything to change the behavior. Right. And, and I wonder, the thing about her just constantly making promises to the sister and breaking them to the seven-year-old, like, can you be very honest with the daughter mm-hmm. about that, about the fact that she is breaking her sister's heart? Like, that is so sad to, like, also, leave her out of it. That's bad. That's a bad role model. Like, this little girl seeing this kid, like, come and go and kind of be a piece of shit, be like, you're setting a bad example for your sister, And she loves you and you're consistently breaking her heart and that I can't stand for. So Mm -hmm. you either have some accountability, get a job and pay rent or you can move out on your own and do whatever you want. And we love you and this is tough love, kid. Yeah. And give it a date. Be like, this is on the 13th. Like it is over. Mm -hmm. Your stuff's coming out. We're turning your bedroom into mommy's Pilates slash frozen yogurt studio. That's it. It, Is your ear... You, you're a parent, you know, you're not a warden and you're not required by the state to do anything past a certain age and you're tapped out. You're a human. Do you have a husband that can crack some skulls or is it just you? Yeah. I'm yeah, just saying it's... sometimes if it's two parents, you know, but she's taking mm-hmm. advantage because she's been taught that it's okay because nothing, there's no real repercussions. Especially because it sounds like, so she knows she's going to get in trouble. So she does the worst possible things, knowing it'll be the same consequences. So you got to escalate those consequences. You know what you do when she comes home next time, you just be sitting there in the living room and be like, hello, Delia, have a seat. You know, make her sign a contract. Kids get very weirded out by that. Um, and that's what I think. Kid sounds like an asshole. It's hard to take care of your hair when there's, quite frankly, too many options. Of course you're skeptical. Everything promises to give you all the answers you ever wanted that genetics couldn't give you. But when pros says custom, they actually mean it. It's no gimmick. Your formula couldn't exist without you. Every bottle of pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. I love that pros goes in depth. I mean, they asked me my zip code to understand how the water in my area affects my hair. Try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love the results that they're offering my listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash askaliza. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash askaliza for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash askaliza. Caitlin Slaughter wrote in, Eliza, we've heard your hot takes on the baby gear industry, overpriced and full of certain brands of status symbols, baby clothing with words and sayings. Everyone loves stereotypes assigned to a three-month-old in a onesie (laughs) and the obnoxious people who love to say, just you wait. Uh, You mean wait for me to punch you for being the worst? But what's your take on the phrase, thank you for making me a mommy that women seem to love to put on social media posts about their kids. I think it is beyond cringy and kind of gross. I can't put my thumb on the exact reason why, but it just seems gross. Your kid didn't make you a mommy and you ain't Mary. So we all know it wasn't immaculate conception that made you a mommy either. I have two kids of my own and I am endlessly amused by the various brands of mom out there. Can't wait to see you in Maryland in May. 
I am not going to start off my journey into motherhood by saying like these moms do it wrong. I'm just saying like products and brainwashing that I don't subscribe to. Some women do want that more than anything and they think about it a lot and they worked really hard for it. So while it's not language I would use, just like I would never call my husband hubs, I would never say nom nom. The sentiment is very sweet and that's I've been wanting to be a mother forever. Thank you. You know, it's just a way of saying like, I'm so excited to be here. It's not the way I would express myself. Um, That doesn't bother me. I should have made this my bottom of the cup, but I'm just going to read it anyway. Okay. I saw an ornament on Instagram that was so cringeworthy that I took a picture of it. It's a Christmas ornament and it says, daddy, this Christmas, oh God, even the word daddy. I'm like, we've, there's too much sexualization. Yeah. Daddy, colon, this Christmas, I'll be snuggled up in mommy's belly. So daddy is in big red letters. This Christmas, I'll be snuggled up is in black. And then in mommy's belly is in green, in black. But next Christmas, I'll be snuggled up in green, in your arms. And then in parentheses, it says, mommy says it's the best. Love the bump. Is this the name of a porn? Just that whole thing? (laughs) I hate that. And then you can have it customized because that's what the world needs is like more garbage. Love, and then you put the baby, but it just says the bump. So I'm going to read it again so everyone can like fully cringe and then hopefully have an orgasm. Daddy, this Christmas I'll be snuggled up in mommy's belly, but next Christmas I'll be snuggled up in your arms. Mommy says it's the best. It's so... That falls into the same category. (laughs) (laughs) It falls into the same category as the like thank you for making me a mommy, where I can't help but feel as a third party, non-parent, not interested in being a parent observer, some women on social media and and men, I see as it's less about their love for the child and more about this is my new online persona. Like this is the role I'm going to inhabit now is how I sometimes see it. I don't know. I mean, we all express gratitude for various things, whether it's a collection or a private jet or a baby or your dog or your clothes, like whatever. So it's this idea you can't judge. It's like, oh, I can judge and I make a a really nice living doing that. But, you know, these things are cringy, but these is also the same people that put up like live, laugh, love signs and like late girl (laughs) signs. It's just not something I would do, but takes all types. So thank you for making me a mommy is just sort of a, less intelligent way of expressing that you are very grateful, excited. You know, it's not the way I would say it. I'd probably say thank you so much for this opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) Like you're at a job interview. (laughs) It's whatever. But I will say, you know, this national pastime of just teeing off on any woman who loves being a mom is also a little unfair. Some women, this is what they, all, all they've ever wanted. And that's okay too. Is that ornament six feet long to fit all that text? It's the size of my husband's dick. No, it's just like a really crowded ornament. There are so many of those. It's not an ornament. It's like a plate. (laughs) Oh. What? Those ads where it'll be like uh, very, very specifically tailored to you based on your Instagram profile. And so it'll be like, I'm a comedian who has blonde hair and a dog from China. And I love wearing red shirt. And you're like, ah, get away. Why would I wear this? my friend Shallon had a joke one time. I always want to give credit where it's due. Like 
There are shirts that that people make illegal. It'll be like, it's an Eliza Schlesinger thing you wouldn't understand. And obviously these are mass produced and you could say it's a Pisces thing you wouldn't understand, whatever. But some of them, she had this thing about like how weirdly personal. It'll be like, like my husband fixes HVACs and he's the best one out there. Like I'm a God-fearing, redneck, four-wheel driving, mud fishing, Southerner, proud of it. You're like, okay, cool. Did you want caramel drizzle on your frappuccino or not <laughs> like this this need to identify yourself outwardly i don't have that need no. and i think it's a sign of intelligence like the less i need you to know about me outwardly like i don't dress a certain way i don't i don't wear it on my sleeve right or my heart on my sleeve but anyways uh so yeah it's fun to secretly judge but you know some people watching my dog in the sheets of my bed, like just losing her mind under a cover. Good for her. I love it. Good for you. Keep going, baby. I'm that mom. You go crazy in that sheet. (laughs) Dear daddy, snuggled up. Love the bump. The The bump. bump. (sighs) Also, I'll tell you what, when you outwardly, like when you wear words on your shirt that like describe who you are, like I have a shirt that I love that says apologize to the Dixie chicks. Now it doesn't say Dixie. I wish it did just because it really makes it clear. It just says apologize to the chicks, which can mean anything. They changed their name. Yeah. Sure. No, I, I, but it says apologize to the chicks and I brought it with me to Texas and I wore it on like a drive through Texas to like a farmer's market in like a small town. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you should be prepared for people to ask you about that. And it's like, if you want to be about it, like get ready to have that conversation. It's, one thing to be like an edge lord, just like wearing like a risky shirt, like, oh, fuck the government. But like, people are going to say something and you better like be ready to come correct with that's your views, I, which I was. That's which why I, was. I stopped wearing my shirt that says, ask me about my butthole because someone yeah. asked and it upset me. Yeah, we're I'm all so very shocked. edgy and cool and everything. I mean, that's a pretty banal thing. Like, thank you for making me a mommy. But like, everybody's puffed up when they're putting it on the shirt. But like, just remember, you've got to like, explain yourself to strangers but that but because that, it's lame it's lame if you wear a shirt that has a stance on it and you're like i don't want to talk about it it's like that's like the equivalent of being like do your own research right yeah what are you doing <laughs> top of the cob it's the top of the cob you're doing it right every day you just take a bite top of the cob christmas is here i'm just a tiny deer um oh wait i had something else to say about that can i you know Please. what Maybe maybe I do two tops of the cobs and the bottom of the cobs. Go for uh, it. My, That's your Christmas well, gift. Okay, my Christmas gift is this. My top of the cob is a frozen persimmon. I saw that and I was going to ask you questions about it. Like, why? Noah, ugh, this is so bad. I should have asked him what chef. <laughs> He's working with this chef on a cookbook and I want to say it was hers. I could be wrong. Her name is Naisha, but it also may not be hers. So... I could also text him right now. Anyways, it's this like delicacy. It's a frozen persimmon. First of all, it's got to be ripe. And we got a special one from the farmer's market from JJ's Lone Daughter Ranch, which is a farm here in California. And they have the best citrus and the best avocados. If you buy a regular persimmon, we bought some the other day and like they're still ripening. So that's garbage. But special persimmon, freeze it. And apparently, I think you can pour like brandy over it, which I didn't do. Apparently club soda is good, but I just ate it like an apple. It's delicious. And you probably will only eat a persimmon like once in your life in a salad. I love it. And you can eat the whole thing. There's no like core. 
It's like a banana. Like there's, I think there's like tiny seeds, but you can eat the whole thing. How is biting into it when it's frozen? Is it's it like, like a little mushy. A, grape? a little bit. Like it's mushy. It's never, you know, um, frozen persimmon. I felt really good about it. It was so tasty and satisfying. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted everyone to know, and I just wanted you to know that that's a great way to eat a persimmon. It was tasty for me. Did you have a second top you wanted to do or no? Oh, I got a lot of bottoms though. Oh, okay. So why don't you well, do then. your top and then we'll get okay. into it. I, my, I have the worst bottom. My top is so lame, but I, uh, my parents went to bed last night at nine as they do. And then I went in my room and I got an email from Credit Karma that was like, check your credit score. It's gone up. And I was like, ooh, and I went and looked and it's the highest it's ever been. So then I went back to where my parents were sleeping and I was like, guess what my credit score is? And everyone was like, okay, we're asleep. And I was like, all right, bye. What is it? 800. Out of? Is it 850, maybe? I have no idea. I don't know. I thought 800 was Ah. the cap, but I saw there was more on the little spinny thing. So I was like, well, I'm not at the top, but I was like, yeah. You could do some extra credit to get it up a little bit higher before the semester. Um, Okay, my bottom of the cob. I'll do a holiday one and I'll do my real bottom of the cob, which is really upsetting. My bottom of the cob is I, as a Jewish person, not going to say Jew because then people who aren't Jewish will think it's okay to say Jew, which has a weird anti-Semitic ring to it. It does. Um, It does. Because it's never like a proud Jew. It's like, she's a Jew. (laughs) It's always a little accusatory. It's too like, it ends too abrupt. (laughs) Yeah. Like, ew. Um, I'm not, I understand the commercialization of Hanukkah, which we only do because of Christmas. Like the, these two holidays, Hanukkah is a celebration of a military victory as most Jewish holidays are. Um, this idea that it somehow correlates with the exact time of like Christ's birth, like several thousand years later is silly. So it's all there for commercial purposes. And I don't need to be wished a happy Hanukkah. Um, I appreciate people doing it, but it really is more of a holiday on a commercial level and on a reform level for children because they, you know, they learn about why we light the candles and you spin the dreidel, whatever. As an adult, I'm not sitting here with my husband like spinning the dreidel for Hanukkah gelt. Um, And so when people are like happy Hanukkah, like it's it's not like Kwanzaa where it's like this is a cultural roots thing and I need you to discern um, or Merry Christmas versus Happy Christmas. I'm okay if you say Happy Holidays. I'm also okay if you say Merry Christmas because it really is more your holiday and the marketing of Hanukkah stuff. Now, maybe it's because I'm brainwashed, but like I don't need a Hanukkah banner. Like the blue and yellow, you should be able to put up lights because Hanukkah is the festival of light. So it's weird that we don't do quote unquote Christmas lights. Like you should have white lights all over your house. And it's so it's annoying that we don't get to do that. I just kind of cringe at the like happy Hanukkah. People trying to be inclusive, but like, I don't need it. I'm not that sensitive. Um, And like, I remember there was like Elf on a Shelf, which is like some product. It's an elf. And they're like, no, we've got Mensch on a bench. I'm like, the idea is to normalize these Jewish things, but no Christians are like, oh, Mensch on a bench versus Jews in our never ending quest to fit in or like, oh, Elf on a Shelf, Christmas tree, whatever. Christianity is very good at being like, come use ours as the default. And like, I'm a product of that. I love Christmas, but there are things that I won't do that are just like a bridge too far. Anyways, I just, I don't need it. I don't need you to say happy Hanukkah. I'm not going to get offended if you don't. I think people are afraid of offending people too much. 
So it's weird. You know, you don't want Christianity to be the default, but at the same time, I don't need you to like, it's, I'm an adult. I don't need you to wish me happy Hanukkah. It's over also. So whatever. It is over. Okay. So here's my, my real bottom. Did you already do your bottom? No. You want me to do mine? Do yours Uh, and then I'll do my horrible bottom. Oh no. My bottom is we have a dog who's 16 and blind and mostly deaf and, you know, kind of wanders dementedly and like just stands and stares. And is that that one that you're always hitting on Instagram? (laughs) Gracie (laughs) hates her because she doesn't know when to stop walking. So she'll just walk towards Gracie like she's the Terminator and just keep going and going. And so Gracie's like, and I'm like, oh no. And she's growling. And this poor demented dog is just like licking the air. And it's so sad and heartbreaking. I'm like, Gracie, no, she's not going to hurt you. It's okay. Please don't growl at her. She only has so many days left on this earth. I mean, the good news is the dog doesn't know what's going on. So her feelings aren't being hurt. No, but she, I know she smells the cat and she has had cats before and I know she wants to sit with the cat and, and it's sad that she can't. Yeah, Gracie's kind of a pill. <laughs> she is. She's a pill. Okay. Okay. Get ready to cringe. Okay. My bottom of the cob is this and it's a term that I learned recently. A friend of mine was saying how his wife has to be induced uh, for labor because she has like health concerns and- they have to put, and I have a friend that went through this and it was brutal. Basically, they have to put a balloon in your cervix to like open it up um, so you can, so the baby has like a big enough birth canal. But apparently like the, and I might get this wrong, the act of opening up the cervix that way is called ripening. (gasps) I'm sorry, like why? Why does it have, now I don't know if ripening came along and then people like sexualized the idea of like fruit and a vagina and like, oh, she's right. Like, it's just cringy. It's up there with geriatric pregnancy. Like, why is this necessary? Also, don't steal this. It's in my book. But like, if I have a geriatric pregnancy, like shouldn't my husband's ejaculation be called a geriatric ejaculation? Like we're both the same age. Like, why is it always about the woman either being shamed or it's a sexualization? Uh-huh. And like one of my friends was like, what if you have to have a C-section? You might want to go to like a a waxer and get it cleaned up before. I was like, you think any, like you think my pubic hair is like on my mind and how it looks? She's like, well, they'll have to shave you. I'm like, just all of it. So you do a big fucking deal. I'm so done with all of these creepo terms and the sexualization of every fucking thing I do, ripening of this, get out of here cherries, all that stuff. Every time I see a cherry, I'm like, I know you're talking about a hymen. I'm not putting cherries on my daughter. I'm not putting cherries on a tattoo. It's all just too sexual. Ripening of the cervix is a hard pass. You will use a different term around me. What is is it when you, is it jack when you put a car thing under and lift the back of the car up? Because you're moving your hand like you're jacking that D. (laughs) Everything's gross. And Gosh. I know just some gross creep out medicine was like, how about ripening? <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm. Fucking, the whole thing is gnarly. I want to see a post or an ornament that's like, thank you for ripening my cervix and making me a mommy. <laughs> oh God, that's your, that's your porn movie of the week. <laughs> so I guess this is the last episode before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Just want to say happy holidays to everyone around the globe. Uh, for, and for listening to Ask Eliza Anything and we have had a 
I guess I, I was a great year. I mean, I know New Year's is the end of it, but I hope you guys, we all are owed and deserve like a nice holiday to that one girl in Amsterdam. I hope you get to bring your hot blonde boyfriend. He's probably blonde to the table. I hope there's enough food. <laughs> uh, I hope everybody has a really nice break. And in Europe, they're like, we've already been on our break. We take many breaks. We have a three day work week. But to everybody listening, we love you so much. Uh, we hope we helped you solve a lot of problems with your roommates and your weird girlfriends and your weddings. Um, for a Christmas present, since you asked to me, please leave us a five-star review. Give us five stars. Uh, and buy the products that we so lovingly tell you about because we only sell you products that we think are good for you. We don't just push out a lot of garbage and we try to be thoughtful and have integrity. And perhaps we will not be the biggest podcast in the world because of it. But just remember, I cared. Jingle dangle. Jingle dangle. <laughs> Emily says happy holidays too. <laughs> no? Okay. All happy holidays. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.